Hello and welcome to episode four of the Respecting Your Elders podcast. And today my guest is longtime friend Bill Dunbar. Hello. Thanks for doing the show. We're shooting here in and recording here in Santa Cruz, California. Beautiful day today. Yes. Let's just get nice. into it. So where are you from? Virginia. What part? Arlington. What was it like growing up there? Mm, it was cool. It was cool. Uh, how was it growing up there? It was, uh, yeah, like uh, all the schools I went to were near where I lived. I rode my bike to school. Uh, That's nice. Yeah. I <coughs> drove in high school. I drove to school even though I was like a quarter of a mile away. <laughs> I did not. I got I got rides, and then I changed high schools, and the high school I went to was closer to my house. And then walking, riding bike, pretty much. And you have an older sister? Mm-hmm. Is that your only sibling? Yep. <coughs> I got a stepbrother who's 10 years older than me. but. And when did he become your stepbrother? I think I was 12. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah, I got a stepbrother when I was nine. Um, he mainly lived in Atlanta, but we'd see each other a few times a year. Nice. Yeah, winter break, whatever. So, um, do you remember elementary school, or did you play sports growing up? Or what was it like growing up with a sister? <laughs> or all of those at once? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Played sports, played soccer, played baseball. I was, I would say, average at, at the sports I did, uh, ability-wise. But I did it. And um, what positions did you play? I was second base for a while. Then I was in the outfield. Um, I think the older you get, <laughs> the more they recognize you're not gonna like be an all-star the, the further out they put you yeah that's funny so i was in the outfield. You're in right field and then i was in the way outfield i was a i played a bunch of places but i played pitcher and then i feel like when i got to high school other people grew faster than me uh -huh. and when it came time to in high school for the pitchers to work out i just sort of got ignored <laughs> you know mm -hmm. was it like an unspoken just like yeah, I never got put on the. You're map. not on the team. <laughs> you're you're a good pinch runner. <laughs> pinch run. And then of course I'm goofing off on the bench because I'm thinking they're never putting me in. They're like, go pinch run. Yeah. Make a base running error. Never to get put back in again. Never. So, okay, you rode your bike to school. Anything else stand out from your childhood? Any scars? Physical, I mean. Yeah, this kid, Johnny Ricca, he lived a couple houses down from me. He was a little uh, violent at times. It he just hit sounds me. like he has a leather jacket. Yeah, he, he was a bruiser. And he did, he slapped me in the face every once in a while. Just unprovoked? No, I, it was provoked. Well, no, sometimes unprovoked. Yeah, now, now that I think about it. But one time we, uh, he went to Catholic school. I went to public school, but we both got home around the same time, and at the top, I lived at the, on a hill, 
and it, the higher up on the hill, the steeper it was. It was like one big long ramp, and literally like almost a full mile of continuous downhill. Good and, sledding. Uh, yeah, no, not like that. Like it wasn't like downhill enough for sledding, but on a skateboard, you'd be like insanely fast because it was a really smooth street too. So. This one time, Johnny, Rick, and I got home about the same time, and I had my skateboard at the top of the hill. And for some reason, we thought it would be a good idea to both sit on the skateboard at the same time. So I was on the front, and I couldn't, like, actually get my feet on the board, because it's a short skateboard, you know, like, normal skateboard size. So he's sitting behind me, and he's got his legs kind of, like, in my lap, and my legs are just sticking straight out. And we got the speed wobbles pretty early, but we never ate it. We just, but we started to laugh, right? And we're going down this hill, and the faster we were going, the harder we laughed, and the more we speed wobbled. And then eventually we just ate shit. We sort of spit to the side and fell. And what I didn't know until I stood up was he was laughing so hard that he pissed all over my back. <laughs> And his pants were all ripped up, his Catholic pants, so he got in a lot of trouble when he got home because his uniform was ripped all up the side and, my, and I had piss on my back. That's more of an emotional scar story for you. It was, it was a combination. It was really funny though, we were laughing so hard. It's the only time I've been pissed on and I thought it was funny. That makes sense. Yeah. And then what was it like growing up with his sister? Uh, yeah, it was, it was good, and then it was not good, and then it was good, I'd say, when we were both in high school. And when was it, before that. what was good about it? Um, just having somebody who, uh, was older, who, like, uh, actually, I don't remember what was good about it. <laughs> Just a general feeling of goodness. Yeah, it was good. I mean, we got along. We did stuff together. Would she ever, like, stick up for you in the halls at school? Like, leave my brother alone? There was some of that, maybe. I don't remember. We weren't really in the same schools very much. Because she was three years ahead. And did you skateboard a lot? Yeah. Yeah, I skateboarded all the time. From 7th grade to 10th grade. Were there skate parks? No, not really. We would uh, take the metro into D.C. We'd try to skate at Clarendon sometimes and around Boston, but mostly in D.C. it was better. Would you get yelled at or chased off? Yes. By cops or just angry adults? Usually like security for a parking garage or like a restaurant. That's pretty punk. Not really. <laughs> Why not? I mean, I don't know. It was just pretty standard. Pretty standard, yeah. I don't think it was punk. You were just having fun. You weren't trying to stick it to the man. No, we weren't trying to stick it to the man. Um, we were definitely just trying to find things that were fun to skateboard. Did you guys go on vacation at all when you were a kid? And where would you go? Vacation? I don't know. It was, uh, it was like there was a lot of going to... Uh, 
Chesapeake Bay a lot when my dad lived with us, and then when he left. And, um, I don't know. We didn't do a lot of that. Um, yeah. Well, we'd go see my mom's family in Nebraska. Oh, yeah? What was that like? It was really good. A lot of family. Everybody's really warm. And, um, kind and generous and stuff like that. Were you on a farm? It wasn't a farm. No, it was, it was just a small town. Um, North Platte, Nebraska, that's the name of the town. And, uh, it was cool, yeah. Just a lot of good family, a lot of people that loved us, and it was cool. I remember that. That's a good memory. And uh, what kind of music would you listen to growing up? Uh, changed a lot over the years. I liked Led Zeppelin the most. Uh, I still do. Um. I liked The Who, I liked Metallica, I liked um, Fugazi, I liked um, Bad Brains, I liked... Um, I just saw the guy from Bad Brains perform, one of the guys. Hmm. Well, do you remember the lead singers? HR. HR. But he was singing reggae. Yeah, what well, was the reggae, kind of like a reggae punk band? I liked, um... Because the YouTube videos I saw at Bad Range, they're yelling. Yeah, screaming. And that, it looked awesome. Yeah. Fugazi, for sure, was, um... I think even more of a favorite for me than Bad Brains. But, um... Yeah, and I, I like playing the jazz band. I like jazz. Oh, that's... What instrument did you play? I played drums. I think I liked, um... Billy Cobham and Omar Hakim and... All these jazz drummers, kind of rock jazz drummers too, but um. As a kid, you were in a jazz band. Uh, I played in the school jazz band. I played in a in my own sort of band band where we played Nirvana covers and some of our own songs. That's fun. Would you perform anywhere? Yeah, a couple places in high school. Did you have any groupies? Uh, maybe one or two. <laughs> yeah, I was in this one band. When I was a junior in high school, the kid who was a singer and the guitar player was a freshman, and he went to a different school. And then the kid that played bass was in eighth grade, and he went to, we were all from different schools. But we played together for about six months, and um, we competed at this Battle of the Bands, and... There, we got second. The band that beat us already had like a record out. Wow. So we had like some good mojo and we were playing uh, songs that the kid wrote, the freshman, and, um, and then we were playing Nirvana covers. And, uh, and that's a crap loser. Yeah, especially at the time. Um, that was in the, uh, 91, 1990 maybe, mm -hmm. 91. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, it was cool. It was fun. That was that was the the most fun musical experience I'd had up to that point. I think I was playing with them, as people liked it, and 
I think they didn't expect it because we were, it was like me, and I looked kind of small and young for my age, and then these two kids looked even younger than I did, but we had like a lot of energy, so it was fun. Too bad there was no YouTube back then. <laughs> yeah, that would have been funny. The name of our band was Electric Taco. That's a great name. Yeah. I didn't pick the name, but I thought it was funny. It was just pulled out of thin air. The the kid, the freshman kid who um, who wrote all our s songs, he uh, he picked it. He was funny. His name was Francis, and he had the same Catholic school uniform as Johnny Ricca. Same Catholic school, for that matter. Um, yeah. Just goes funny. to show you can't judge a book by its cover. <laughs> no, can't. Do you know what ever happened to those guys? In your band or no idea no idea gotta go on facebook find them I, I don't remember his last name and the bass player he was in eighth grade he was really good he played a five string bass and he he like looked like flea and he could kind of play songs like that like real pop poppy slappy kind of bass and he just had high energy and his name was Eric, and he had an older brother who was older than I was, um, but I don't remember his name or and, the last name. And then uh, when did you get your new stepbrother? Yeah, that was somewhere between middle and high school, I think. I was 12, 13, something like that. What's his name? Steven. And did he live with you guys? No, he was already, I think he had just graduated college. Oh, he was older? Ten years older. Oh, okay, that's like me. Yeah. I mean, my half-siblings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like ten years older. And he was a rugby player, uh, bartender. Is he from New guy. Zealand? No. No, he grew up in Hawaii. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super nice guy. Still today, really, really nice guy. Um, I haven't seen him in a long, long time. Where's he live now? I think he lives in the D.C. area still. Yep. That's cool. Yep. All right. So then, how was high school? It was. It was good. I changed high schools after my freshman year. Um, I went to a like a public alternative school they weren't called I don't think it was called a charter school at the time but it's kind of like a charter school mm -hmm. um HB Woodlawn is mm -hmm. the name of it yeah I remember that yeah so I went there uh and it was it was really good amazing teachers um I think I was kind of a I was I was kind of a jerk in high school, so I didn't have too many. Why do you say that? Well, just just how I carried myself and how I was with people, and I think I I just I don't know I I hadn't really grown up in many ways, so I struggled with just how to interact with people. Kind of learned that later in life, but in high school. So I only had a couple friends, and they were kind of douchebags, like me. Um, and then, 
turned a corner a little bit senior year. I, I had uh, more friends who were more like normal people. Um, but the high school itself was really good. I mean, the quality of the education was super high. And um, I did, they don't, they don't have sports at the school. You do it with whatever your sort of district high school was that you were assigned to. So for me, that was the school I went to when I was a freshman. Mm -hmm. And um, my senior year, somehow I got into rowing. I don't remember how that even happened, but I did that my junior year, my senior year. Crew? Mm -hmm. How was that? It was cool. On the uh, Potomac? Yeah. Did you get up, have to get up super early? Yeah, during winter crew, yes. We would row before school and um, after school. And um, fall crew, I don't think you, we did the mornings, just, just in the afternoons. But um, I'm really glad I did that. It was hard. It was a really, it's a really hard sport, but mm -hmm. um, I definitely committed myself to it, and it was it was a good experience. Um, were you guys any good? We were good. Yeah, my my um, senior year, we got uh, second place at um, a big event there's like two events in high school on the east coast at least the part of the east coast there's there's this uh one race in pennsylvania it's on the stotesbury river i think anyway the name of the competition is stotesbury and uh like all, all prep schools from you know obviously pennsylvania and then maryland and virginia and I think maybe some north of there. I don't. I don't know. Maybe they go up to Henley or do it somewhere else. Or Henley's in England, whatever. Whatever the New England one is. But yeah, we got second at that one. That was a big event. Um, and then nationals is always the uh, the race after that, and that's like the last race of the season. Mm -hmm. And we were like a, a midweight boat, not a heavyweight boat. And so a lot of the heavyweight boats like lose weight and then compete at uh, midweight for nationals. Mm -hmm. So I think we got fifth place at nationals. Really? In the country? Uh, well, nationals for the East Coast. Uh -huh. I don't think, um, I don't think crews from outside the East Coast really compete at nationals because um, it's sort of like far away and they're all playing football yeah they're all playing football yeah but it, there were there were a lot of boats and getting fifth place was a big deal yeah so that was cool that's awesome but i think our coach was the most stoked on the stotesbury win that we got second mm -hmm. he was really stoked on that and uh he was like an olympic caliber rower uh so it was it was cool he that's was awesome i think we we, we definitely maxed our potential, <laughs> mm -hmm. which was cool. So the so. second is Stotesbury, second in the Battle of the Bands. Mm -hmm. Did you ever get first place? <laughs> no, come to think of it, I, I can't think I got first Did I ever get first place? Well, there was, yeah, there was a, a rowing machine competition 
that they would have like at the end of the season these things called ergs ergometers I forget what they're easy for you to say yeah it's a running machine and they would have a competition in high school and they had them by weight class as well and I did get first place on that one I'm but surprised you didn't get first place in like an engineering competition or robotics no no um Let's see. Did Best I, Halloween costume? I, no, didn't win. Pie anything. eating? No. Did I win anything? I don't think I did. I don't think I got first place, really, at anything I can think of. There were definitely kids smarter than me at that school. Um, well, the rowing machine's a good one. Rowing machine I got first. Uh, when did you start surfing? When I was 17. Ocean City? Mm-hmm. Yep. And where have you surfed? Probably be easier to ask you where you haven't you surfed. I've surfed a lot of places. What's your um, top five favorite spots you've surfed? Let's see. Honolulu Bay, Maui, and um, um, Honolulu Bay and Kauai. Let's see, um, there's a wave in El Salvador called uh, K-59, I think. Um, it's like a point wave. Everybody knows K-59. Yeah, there's yeah there's the Mexico K spots, but this mm -hmm. one, um, yeah, it was pretty awesome. Um, Hossiger in France, for sure. Um, and, uh... That doesn't sound like a French word to me. Hossiger? Yeah. Hmm. Probably saying it wrong. Oh, no, I don't know. Yeah, it's near, it's north of Biarritz. Um, and then, uh, let's see. Gotta be something in California. There's so many good waves in California. Mm -hmm. Um... You went to Bali, Portugal? Yeah. Australia? I did surf Australia just for a day though, because we were living in New Zealand. It was like a day work trip, two day work trip. How long did you live in New Zealand? Five months. Nice. Yeah. What's it? What's it like there? Uh, amazing people, like the nicest people on earth, live there. Seafood is unreal. Um, you live pretty nice in Santa Cruz. Nicer. You think in New so? Zealand? It's all, it's all, it's all relative. Well, at people the farmer's are, market today, and, and surfing, and you seem to know everyone. Yeah. People are chill here, you're right. People are chill. But New Zealand is like, it's disarming how nice people are. Mm. You're like, am I on a TV set? Like, what the hell's going on here? Like, just very outgoing, and... They, yeah, they're, they go out of their way to show kindness to people. Yeah, it's incredible. Um... And the scenery and the food, especially like seafood, any lamb, wherever you can get lamb, you should eat lamb. Um, and You should be on their tourism board. Yeah, it's awesome. It's expensive to get there. Mm -hmm. But the, once you're there, the dollar is strong, for sure. But it can be very expensive to fly there. I saw something where they were trying to get people to move to New Zealand. 
like really good deals on mm. land or houses or something like that. Yeah, it's amazing. Maybe you can retire there. I would love to retire there. Yeah. Do you have any good surfing stories? Surfing stories. I saw a big ass scary shark in Mexico. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what kind? No. Just big. Yeah. How close to you? Well, like I was paddling for a wave, and um, like you know, you're not gonna catch a wave sometimes, but you're just kind of paddling and looking down the face. And I looked down the face, and not straight in front of me, but kind of to my left, about. 15, 20 yards in the, in the sort of the bottom of the wave, uh, the water sucked out enough that you could see the back of a shark and the fin. And it was like, just part of the back of the shark was like several feet. Mm -hmm. With like four or five feet of exposed back with fin. And then, and then the wave, you know, went and I was like, wow. I have no idea how close that thing is to me now. Yeah. Right at the moment I saw it, it was probably about, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 feet away from me, but I just felt... 20 feet away? Yeah. I felt completely ill when I, after I saw that. I was like, like, I didn't even admit to myself that that was a shark. I just, I saw this massive beast and I wanted to go inside like as soon as possible. Did you just paddle in as fast yeah, as you could? pretty much. Were there other people around? Yeah, another guy saw it too. We both just paddled in. And there was, at the time, there was all this fog. Sometimes fog, like, hits the coast down there, and you can't even see the beach or where you are. And so... That's not scary at all. Yeah. Giant shark in the fog. Yeah, and you, yeah, you're like, good thing... The I could tell which way the shore is, because the way the waves are breaking, but we just paddled in and figured out where we were on the road and walked up to where we were camping. And, uh, God. Yeah, that was gnarly. Any, uh, any other stories? Any funny stories? Funny stories? Yeah. Um. Other than that guy trying to punch Chris Ogan in the water. Yeah, that was... Or Josh burning his feet. Josh burning his feet? I'm not sure I remember that one. I think like, Josh at Trestles, he, he didn't bring... Flip-flops. Uh, was it at Black's or Trestles? Yeah, Black's. Black's, yeah. I've completely burned the skin off my feet at Black's as well. Sounds like a Tony Robbins seminar. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, y'all. Yeah, so... You don't feel pain. Nothing I, against Tony Robbins. I had to be somewhere that night. Uh, a commitment, right? And mm -hmm. I and I had, so I had to stuff my feet into socks and shoes, and it was so painful. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> yeah. So then, um, did you go straight to Virginia Tech from high school? I did, yeah. Yeah, I got in there um, in the fall, like early, and they didn't have to uh, worry about college after that. Uh, in you got in early. I got in early, yeah. so I, so that was cool. Like when most people are like tripping on like, by the end of school, like I was already, I was good. I found out in like October, or something. So senior slump. Yeah, so serious slump. <laughs> Surfing on Fridays. 
Uh, no, well, was I? No, no, not on the East Coast. God, yeah, I would have. That would have ruined my school experience. Like, I would not have worked that hard if, if I lived near the ocean in college. But yeah, I went right out of high school to Virginia Tech. And uh, in Blacksburg, mm -hmm. what was that like out there? It was really hard at first. Um, I did. Uh, I was in the marching band, which was cool. Drums? Played drums in the March Band. Nice. And uh, that was cool. At football games? Yep. So you watched all their games? What, went went to all the games, yeah. And went to them and played? Played the halftime show, played drums during the, you know. Michael Vick wasn't there when you were there, was he? No, he was after I left. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, Anyone else famous while you were there? Yeah, um... So D'Angelo Hall went to Virginia Tech. Okay. But I can't remember if he was already gone, because was he a Michael Vick receiver? No. Oh, I don't know. I mean, or was he, he before for... Michael Vick? So there might have been some overlap with... Um... They were pretty close. Yeah. Their, their NFL careers definitely overlapped. Yeah. Um, let's see. So the athletes that I remember... So the quarterback was... Tashazo was the quarterback, and there was a, a basketball player, his name was Ace Custis. Yeah, that's and a good name. He was a really good player. Sounds like a I don't Civil think he War went pro. general. I don't think he went pro, but he had, uh, he had mad skills. Did they go to March Madness? No. They did win, the, the year I was a freshman, they won the NIT tournament. Oh, there you go. That was cool. This is a first place victory. Yeah. Um, and then what did you major in? <laughs> uh, engineering. Yeah. Minor. Math. Yeah, engineering, there's a bunch of different degrees. The one I got was called engineering science and mechanics. Which is sort of like mechanical engineering, but more on the math, computational side of mechanical engineering. I wouldn't know the first thing to ask about any of that. <laughs> I know what math is. Oh, my fly's down. It's good content. So, so I'm good at math, not good with basic skills, like put your fly up after you pee. I feel like most math people are like that. And then did you get a job right out of college? Uh, I did not. I went to graduate school. Um, I applied to three graduate schools, all of them in Southern California. Um, what possessed you to do that? I just, I wanted to go to California. I went to San Diego for about four or five days when I was still uh, between my uh, second and third year of college. And I was like, why the why am I not living in California? Mm -hmm. <laughs> the weather. Yeah, I mean everything. The water, the weather, um, and I was like, yeah, that's where I'm gonna go. So I only applied to UC San Diego and um, USC, uh, University of Southern California, and Caltech. 
USC is expensive. Yes, they're they're all expensive. Do they all have good engineering programs? Yes, they all do. Mm -hmm. Caltech is the California Institute of Technology, which is like the MIT of um, the West Coast, mm -hmm. I would say. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I didn't get in there. Uh, that's the place I wanted to go the most because mm -hmm. it was the best school, mm -hmm. uh, but I didn't get in. Um, and instead, I uh, I did get into USC and UC San Diego, and I got a like a full uh, fellowship from UC San Diego, so I went nice. there. I guess I won that. Yeah, <laughs> you won that. I won that fair and square. I won that at least fair as far as I know. Yeah, Ian, that would have that would have funded my a whole PhD if I was going to stay there. But I, um, and I was in a PhD program, but after two years, I, um, I didn't want to stay in the, in the, uh, area that I was, sort of the research that I was, uh, uh, working on. Mm -hmm. And so I started working with another guy, so I kind of did two projects in parallel. And what I, were you working on? What kind of stuff? One was, um looking at uh, analyzing uh, golf club structural dynamics, like impact dynamics, which, you know, that's a whole thing, right? That's a whole big industry. It mm -hmm. is like how to get more spring out of the club. People pay a lot for that. Um, so I was working on that because the guy I was working with was a structural engineer. And, um, but I wasn't really into the structural engineering. It was kind of, kind of bored me. Mm -hmm. But I liked this other area called... And you're not really into golf. No, I was not really into golf, which broke my dad's heart. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, the other thing... Said to him, like, throwing a club at a tree <laughs> in anger. Oh, I've done that. Not but, because of him, but because of golf. Right. Yes. It's like, why don't you play this sport that I love? Uh-huh. Meanwhile. Yeah. Crap. <laughs> I learned it by watching you. <laughs> um, but I did. I worked on this other project and um, in something called uh, Control Systems. Also something that you probably, you know... Those are systems that are controlled. Yes. Mm. Very, you're very intuitive. <laughs> well, on the Enneagram, I'm a two, four, six, eight, <laughs> ten. I'm, all, I'm the evens. Um, <laughs> even Steven. We used to, um, back when everyone was doing the Enneagram or Enneagram test. Uh -huh. Are you sure you want to interview me? This is pretty boring. Yes, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. Alright. It's like NPR, you know, just flat line. Chill. <laughs> um, on the Enneagram test, uh, you know, it was like on a, do you remember that? Yes. There was like a phase where our, all of our friends were doing that and um it's a good it, was, test. it was one through nine was the test. Uh -huh. And um I think Jack started this. Um our friend Jack um started telling people, Oh, you seem you seem like a ten. They're like, really, really? What's that? Like, oh, you know, 
Let's see, who else is a 10? Uh, Odie from Garfield, uh, uh, Tommy Lee, um, uh, Charles Manson, I think, is a 10. Uh, Sporty Spice is a 10. Yeah. $3 bill. Um, White Leon. <laughs> and you just see the look on people's faces. They're like, R really? Am I? Am I really? Yes, you are. You're um, head. I don't know how I got off on that topic. I don't know either. Um, we're talking about controlled study systems. Control systems, yeah. So I finished two years at UC San Diego, and then I left, and, I and did get into Caltech the second time I tried. Oh, nice. Where's Caltech? Pasadena. Oh yeah, okay. I'm familiar. I like Pasadena. I felt like Pasadena, I feel like Pasadena is the f the first town outside of LA that feels like it could be a town anywhere in America. That is accurate, yeah. Doesn't feel like, oh, I'm in Los Angeles. Right, which sucks. <laughs> Pasadena. Yeah, not cool, man. Sorry. No, I'm just saying, you know, like, West Hollywood, Venice Beach. I'm not really sorry. <laughs> Yeah, they're all L.A. They all have a very... They feel like L.A. They have a unique culture. Palm trees. You know you're in True. L.A. Mm -hmm. Pasadena could be... You could be in Ohio or You're New right. Jersey. It does feel like that. It totally feels like that. And I did feel like that was... If I won anything, it was getting in there. Mm -hmm. That's definitely when I feel like I won something. Would you ever go to anything at the Rose Bowl? They did have a, um, like a flea market thing. We'd go to that sometimes. I never went to the Rose Bowl parade, which is kind of lame. I didn't do that. There's still time. <laughs> but, like, I lived on the path, and I just didn't go. I don't know. I mean, whatever. Not a big parade guy. Not a parade guy. Not really. Your daughter is. She is. She would want to go, yes. She was just in a parade yesterday. Uh -huh. We have you been able to share much experience with her about your high school life and. No. No. Okay. What so, not to do? Yeah, I acted like this. You should do the opposite. Yeah. I was a jerk. Don't be an say. ass. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in high school especially, you you have all these extreme uh, emotions and. Um, new levels of freedom and it's easy to do dumb shit mm -hmm. just super easy I called uh, our friend Frank one time um, sort of out of the blue uh -huh. and he said uh, he was like yeah it's tough being a teenager because everyone uh, treats you like a kid and expects you to act like an adult <laughs> that's right I would say yeah. I was like, thanks, Frank. Keeping it real. Yeah. It was cool. That is well said. Um, so, what were you doing at Caltech? Feedback control. On microphones? <laughs> Get away from the amplifier. <laughs> what? <laughs> At the Naughty by Nature concert. Mm -hmm. 
Like, get that guy away from there. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I, so now I, maybe I do get engineering. That's what I did. Five years. Feedback control. When did you What's meet? Up? You like that? You like that? <laughs> mm -hmm. Can't hear it. Uh, <laughs> when did you meet your wife? Rebecca. In San Diego. How'd that happen? I... It was suggested to me to try yoga. Um, and is that why you're always wearing yoga pants around? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. <laughs> so, so I I went to yoga class and uh, I don't know six, seven, eight classes into this quarter class. Um, I get partnered, we get partnered up. Like, normally you don't have partners in yoga, but no. you just, you had a partner because, like, you're doing this one, like, stretch, and you need somebody to support you, or whatever. Like, you put your feet up, and they, like, arch their back, and they're on your feet, or something like that. Teacher was just winging it. Yeah, he was winging it. He's all, San Diego. We're gonna, we're gonna change it up. <laughs> we're gonna mix it up. Now you guys put your feet up. Uh, How come you turn the lights off? Everybody get a partner. <laughs> I'm gonna put on my band's demo tape and <laughs> totally. I'm gonna leave the room. <laughs> this is part of my graduate research project. Yeah, that mirror is a one-sided mirror. <laughs> There's students in there. We want to see what you think yoga they're, they're is. They're gonna take notes. They're gonna t maybe record a couple things. You can hear a series of sounds. Put your feet in the air. Get a partner. <laughs> Do what feels right. In five hours from now, we're going to see. Who's thirsty? Okay, so you partnered with her? We got partnered. You got partnered? Sounds well, maybe like it some... was my idea. I don't remember. <laughs> I just remember we're... All right, we're partners. Some guy's like, I'll be your partner, Bill. Get like, out of here. Get away from me, man. So we got partnered, and I was like, oh, she seems cool. Real bendy. I like the way she supports me with her feet. Yeah, she's real bendy. So That was one of your top requirements. Mm, foot, no. Foot support? No, wasn't on the list. Okay. Didn't have a list. But, like, I don't think I'd really talked to a girl since I moved to San Diego. Mm-hmm. And I partnered with her, so, like, hey, what's up? And she's walking back to her dorm, and I'm, like, riding my bike next to her. You were both at UCSD? Trying to be cool, trying to make a conversation. Yep. And you asked her out? Eventually. Where'd you guys go? First date. We went to a Mexican place, and then we went to a movie. Remember the movie? We saw Starship Troopers. And I, I remember, it's this really a stupid-ass movie. Yeah. The book is good, and I had already read the book. And, but for some reason, like, I just get into movies, and there's this one stupid, really stupid scene where a giant, like, insect is, like, attacking the Starship Troopers. And I screamed like a girl. <laughs> She thought that was kind of weird. She still went on a second date? She did. 
She guess she was lonely too. It's <laughs> pretty funny. Yeah, we went on a. Not long after that, we went on a date and we went and saw. Uh, randomly had dinner with my aunt who was in town for some reason. She's like, "Have you seen this movie?" I was like, "No." She's like, "You gotta. You should take your date on this movie." I was like, "All right." So we went and saw it. It was as good as it gets. It oh yeah, really good movie for mm -hmm. a date. Mm -hmm. So it was cool. And I think we. Uh, that might have been Valentine's Day. Yeah, I think it was Valentine's Day, and we went and saw that, and I was going to kiss her at the door, kind of chickened out, so I drove home, and I drew, was like, what the hell's wrong with me? Mm -hmm. So I turned around and went back, and then I told her I forgot to kiss her, which I didn't technically forget. Yeah. Chickened out. That's I cute. Went back. What did she say about that? She was like, okay. That's sweet. So that was cool. That was the beginning. And then, uh, when did you move to Santa Cruz? 2004, after I finished uh, the PhD at Caltech. Wait, tell me about your um, wedding and honeymoon. Like, the plan for your honeymoon. <laughs> I don't mean tell me about your honeymoon. I mean, you have an interesting story about your honeymoon. <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah, we got married July 21st, 2001. And our honeymoon was September 11th, 2001. That's, so all our bags were packed. We were catching an early flight out of LAX. And the shuttle was waiting for us. It was about 5.15 in the morning. So 8.15 East Coast time. Right. And my mom told me, you shouldn't go, she called me, which I thought was weird, because it was early as hell. Yeah. She's like, you shouldn't go to the airport. And I was like, why not? She said, well, something bad happened. She told me, to be honest, I don't remember which plane hit what first. Um, was the Pentagon first? No. Uh, they they had them pretty close together, though. All right. They hit the Twin Towers first. But the Pentagon wasn't long after, I don't think. If not, right around the same time. Right. But the... I feel like the Twin Towers made more news. Right. At the time. Wasn't it like, it like 8.30 in the morning? Or 8.15 or 8 or something? Yeah, I want to say it was between 8 and 9 or something. Somewhere in there. So maybe it was after 6. Well, my mom called me. We had no idea. We had no idea. It was just early morning, our stuff's packed to go to take a flight. We were supposed to fly Air France to Italy. And uh, I'm glad we never went to the airport because most of the people who went to the airport, I don't even think they were letting them leave the airport. Like, you're staying here. Like, we're figuring shit out. Yeah. So it was almost like, uh, it was pretty bad. And, um, yeah, so, so, you know, we turn on the TV and, you know, like, you went back home. 
we never left home. You didn't? Oh, that's good. Yeah, the shuttle was waiting for us outside mm -hmm. when, my, when my mom called. Wow. Did you go tell the shuttle guy? Yeah. Told Did he guy. know what had happened? He had no idea. Did you tell him? I mean, I didn't have a cell phone. Did I have a cell phone? I don't remember. If you did, it wasn't like you could look it up. No, on your it wasn't phone. like yeah, it wasn't like most people. Many people had cell phones by that time, but it was not like almost everyone had a cell phone. So this I had guy, like a Nokia. Yeah, I had a flip phone. It was a Nokia for sure, and that was the first one I got. And then to be honest, I think it was after September 11th. But uh, this guy had no idea. I was like, yeah, there's. A plane crashed, and I, I think air traffic's going to be all messed up. I had no idea, you know, like, yeah. had no idea. At, yeah. at that time, I think it was one plane, because my mom called me right away. Wow. So, um, and then we just turned on the TV, and then we watched the whole thing. Yeah. Like, they the immediately had Osama bin Laden in their news, like, right when it happened. Hmm. From what I remember. It was like, they think this guy had something to do with it, and I was thinking, like, how do they know that so fast? Right. I took credit, I guess. But, um, yeah, so anyway, that was our, that was our, uh, the honeymoon that didn't happen. Did the driver look at you like you were crazy? No, he didn't. I just remember we were, like, I mean, not to get all Did into that. Did that look at you like you were crazy? No. I mean, we turned on the TV and then it was like, oh shit. Yeah. And then, of course, it was just worse and worse and worse. And the thing was, by noon, for us, we're like, what are we going to do? Air France, we did fully refund our flight eventually. But we had all our ship packed to go on our honeymoon. We're like, what do we do? Uh, got time off. like. So we just got in our cars and drove to Northern California and stayed with my aunt. And um, she put us up. She's man managing a hotel. She put us up there, and uh, in Monterey. Well, that's nice. Yeah, it was cool. We got away, but it was but it was weird. Nine yeah. eleven for the days after nine eleven was just so weird. Yeah. And um, it was like hard to think about anything else, or or like not have that a part of the vibe of wherever you were. Yeah. So. So it wasn't a honeymoon, basically. But then, um, the end of that year, uh, the guy I worked with a lot, he uh, went back to France. He had an academic job in France. And so I went and I worked in France from uh, the end of May until the end of uh, July, May, June, July. So for three months in Paris, uh, I worked at a school there. And Rebecca came with me. And she was going to start a, a kindergarten teaching job in July. So for, for the first two months, she, she and I were in Paris. Um, so it was like uh, definitely more than made up for not having a honeymoon. Mm -hmm. I mean, Paris is my favorite city for sure. It's a great place. It's awesome. Yeah, especially to live uh, among... Parisians where we lived um, and then uh, to work with them right and kind of felt like a local no it definitely didn't feel like a local but became part of that their hospitality so it wasn't like a tourist Paris experience it was like yeah we were at their house for dinner um, 
you know, I don't know, eight, nine, ten times, and and some of the other families, um, we would go to their house occasionally for dinner, and then we we just lived life the way they did. Like mm -hmm. you you'd have dinner at like nine thirty, ten o'clock at night, mm -hmm. and the sun was still out because the way that time change happened after World War Two. Um, I think they made the time, Paris time was the same as, you know, Germany time during the occupation. Mm. And they never changed that. Wow. So the time zone is like way, it's not, it doesn't feel like it's 10 o'clock at night mm -hmm. because, mm -hmm. you know, even though it's dark, that part of Germany, 10 o'clock, Paris, it's still light out. So, um, that, that was a trip, just living there. That period of time was really, really awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. I did a semester abroad in Madrid, and I lived with this woman and her son, and then my mom came to visit, and we had dinner, and the guy, the guy that I lived with started talking to my mom in perfect English. Oh, wow. I'm like, you speak English? <laughs> He's like, you didn't want to. He was helping me learn. He was helping me learn Spanish. It's cool. Yeah. But yeah, everyone would have dinner. Well, also, her kids would come home for lunch, mm. like every day, mm -hmm. from work, mm -hmm. for siesta, and then dinner was at nine, and then... I didn't really do this, but people would go out dancing till like six in the morning. Oh. I did that once when I was 18. Sorry, I'm yelling. It's okay. I get that a lot. <laughs> so then, how'd you, why'd you come to Santa Cruz? Uh, well, I finished my PhD and then I got an academic job. Are we almost done? Um, I don't know. I don't remember what time we started, but I think we're almost done. Okay. But yeah, you got an academic job. I did, yeah. Yeah, I got a I got a academic job at UC Santa Cruz. And what was that like teaching? Um, it was cool. It was cool. I was you know it was new for me. I knew I liked uh, teaching people. You know, learning different things, but like fully owning lectures in college classes is uh, another level of. Uh, that I hadn't experienced before, obviously. Um, and it was good. It was good. Um, my brain is uh, turning to mush. There's, there's like, you know, the kids who don't really want to learn, who are just want to get a grade, and yeah. get out of there. Uh -huh. And, um, which I get. I mean, that was me in some of my classes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, uh, people that, there were a couple of students, really positive experiences. One kid who, you know, worked at a car dealership with his family first, uh, I think his family was from Mexico, first to go finish high school and to go to college. And he was, um, overwhelmed. He was, uh, full of anxiety mm -hmm. about the... I think the pressure and the, um, and he transferred from a community college. So he wasn't like a freshman, like mm -hmm. totally wet behind the ears, but, but, um, he was overwhelmed, but he was intellectually capable. He just, it was too much for him from a social point of view. And so I remember spending a lot of time with him, um, and, kind of just, 
you know, giving him somebody who would listen to him and give him some positive feedback. And um, he graduated uh, and he went to Cornell after that. Nice. And then he got his uh, master's at Cornell and now he's off working somewhere. And he has, a, he now, you know, I, I don't talk to him day to day, but like, going just going by the LinkedIn and you know social media version of his life um, he definitely has a confidence he didn't have when I met him so it was cool to see that so you get that experience through teaching mm -hmm. like because you meet people through that mechanism mm -hmm. but um so in a way it's like it can be rewarding like that but mm -hmm. for the most part teaching wasn't for me but you guys wear flip-flops and shorts to class I got to do whatever I wanted. I mean, technically, you're not supposed to do that. Oh, okay. I did stuff you're not supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have tenure? I did. So, I did it you I did it before I had tenure. Oh, so I rebel. Created, I, well, no, I think I just was kind of stupid about it. Um, but I, but I, I got along with people so easily that, um, you know, not like so easily, but like with academic types, mm -hmm. I'm sort of like... Uh, on the social side mm -hmm, of that mm -hmm, spectrum. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, and Santa Cruz is pretty chill. Santa Cruz is really chill. For my final exam, I showed the movie Fletch. Did they have to answer questions about the movie? They did not. That's pretty sweet. Did they know that going in, that that's what you were going to do? No. Were they happy? I don't think they... They didn't get I the think movie? They were, they were happy. They weren't Chevy Chase fans? They had no idea what they were watching. Like, I think they were like, maybe for us it would have been like an old-timey black and white movie. I don't know. <laughs> and honestly, like, the year I started teaching was the beginning of the millennial generation coming through college, mm -hmm. which I didn't expect or anticipate what they were like and how different they were from mm -hmm. me and the way I think, mm -hmm. uh, or my peers. Like, mm -hmm. they're just radically different um and every generation right is is a lot more uh varied than people generalize about mm -hmm. like within millennials there's people who are incredibly uh self-starter mm -hmm. driven mm -hmm. Uh, super inventive, creative, uh, hardworking, amazing, and and then there's the version that people like to bag on, and there was you know a lot of those too. Mm -hmm. But um, they weren't tearing their pant legs and getting peed on. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, they weren't doing that. And when I showed the movie Flesh, they were just kind of like, huh? Like it was cool. Part of the reason I didn't give them like a proper final is because I worked them really hard during <laughs> the year, so mm -hmm. they I think like everybody was cool with the idea that there wasn't a final because mm -hmm. I think I, I overshot on how much work to give. Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, cool, no final. I feel like I already did enough for this class. <laughs> and it was optional to show up, but a lot of people did. And I still run into people that uh, I kind of recognize that are like, oh, I took your class. It was so awesome. Remember when you showed the movie? I'm like, yes, I remember. And, and actually, when I did have to put all the paperwork together for my tenure case, I remember thinking, wow, that was a dumbass idea. Mm. <laughs> so it says here you showed the movie Fletch. Um, 
think that's appropriate. How's that related to modeling robots and programming? Uh, well, it's not. I had a reason. I'm happy to give my reason. It's logical. I overworked them. Like, okay. Last two questions. What are you doing now? And what's it like being a dad? Two really quick answers. Um, Just kidding. Those are very broad questions. Yeah, yeah. What I'm doing now is I, I started a company uh, with another guy, and I'm still at that company. I left the university, and um, we're trying to make uh, a way for people to test food, crops, animals, or themselves for uh, molecular pathogens or um, diseases. Mm -hmm. What's the name of the company? Ontera, O-N-T-E-R-A. Um, and being a dad is by far the thing I think I'm the worst at, that I think, I think about how I could do better all the time. I don't know. I mean, I, I have like a, But I find there's times during the day where I have to m remind myself, like, uh, to not just react and not be unconscious, but be really deliberate. And I don't know, some people I think maybe have an easier time naturally modeling who they want their kids to see and, and being that. Uh, it's something I struggle with all the time. I'm definitely not who I would want my kids to model a lot of times. Well, you seem like a great dad to me. Yeah, people say that. From what I've seen. People say that. It's, um... I don't suck at it, but I see where I fall short a lot. Which I think, I don't know, if you're going to try to be good at something, that's... You don't want to just think of how awesome you are all the time or, or take it for granted or mm -hmm. not take it serious. Well, just the fact that you give it that much thought, probably you're ahead of most dads. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Thanks for coming on the show, man. <laughs> it's great to see yeah. you. Yeah. Great to have you on the podcast. Yeah, I'm sure. It, uh, maybe I'll get a two-over. Yeah, if you want, sometime, but... Not this time? <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know how much time we have between now and when I'm leaving Santa Cruz, but we don't need to do a do-over, like, you're an interesting guy. Okay. It was fun. Okay.